On today's episode of Rice, we'll be discussing uh, whether Asians celebrate Christmas, Luke Skywalker's surprise return, the Queen's deep-faked Christmas address, and Kirk Cameron's caroling protest. What up, what up, listeners, and welcome to Rice, Asian comedy talk show where we share the Asian perspective on entertainment and culture. We are recording this episode live on Sunday, December 27. And um, one thing we wanted to say is uh, thank you for listening to us. It's been a wonderful first year of the show. If you'd like to help this show grow, please subscribe, comment, share, tell your friends about it. But the number one way you could help us grow is actually leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Um, That really helps the algorithm and really helps us spread the message. Because if anything um, that Asians need more in 2020, it is a positive coverage. (laughs) 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 Um, I'm your host, Fong Show, official spokesperson for gay, super cute Asians. And on our panel, we've got Leonard Chan. Hello. And Veronica Antipolo. Hello. Happy Sunday. So before we jump into our main topics, I want to wish uh, Leonard a happy belated birthday live on air. God damn it. <laughs> man, I'm at the age where birthdays don't matter anymore. You know what? The nice thing is like every year I'm like, I don't want to party. And this year I got my wish. <laughs> I spent my entire day working and drinking alone and it was glorious. Wow. <laughs> That sounds celebratory. It was great. <laughs> I was very productive. And honestly, what more can an Asian want? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Veronica, what was the highlight of your week? It encompassed both Christmas and Boxing Day. It's, um, I have no children with me. I am by myself. So oh. I too, wow. yes, I'm alone and drinking and watching Wait, wait, wait. They're everything. still okay, right? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm watching everything rated R. You know, I'm just like, yes, this is amazing. I'm <laughs> listening to music that it's not Baby Shark. It's, they're swearing. Yeah. <laughs> listening to really like misogynistic hip hop while my kids oh. are gone. It's amazing. It's- it's nice awesome. to fantasize about being choked out by a <laughs> good The best Christmas ever. <laughs> cool. Love you, kids. Um, so, um, uh, sticking Keep with... Keep <laughs> um, so, uh, Sticking with the uh, topic of Christmas, our first topic of the week is whether... Asians actually celebrate Christmas. So first I'll ask it on more of a personalized note of whether you guys celebrated Christmas um, growing up or how you celebrate Christmas now. And then we'll take it to a broader, you know, is is Christmas celebrated in Asia? But first let's start personal. So let's first head to Leonard. And uh, did you celebrate Christmas growing up? Sort of. I had an aunt who like really loved Christmas. And so then we always had like the tree and the presents under the thing. And like, I would sneak down and I would, like rip a little chunk off to see what my present was, that sort of thing. And then uh, tragically she died and uh, we stopped celebrating Christmas after that. So Christmas died uh, in my family. <laughs> and uh, no, I mean, we do, but not in like any sort of like, look, I still get these, which is nice. That's Lysi for the viewers at home or the listeners at home. Uh, so it's red, which is Christmas and also Asian. And I get money. 
So that's great. So I get Christmas gifts. But it's also like, like Vong said off the top, it's like, but it was my birthday four days ago, which is two days before Christmas. So I was going to get gifts during this time anyways. And now it's so convenient that people can combine the two. <laughs> two for the price of one. Yeah, I'm not pissed about that at all. Apparently, Jesus is a better man than I am. <laughs> well, his he, mother oh, was a virgin. Ah, and he can also grow facial hair, and I can't. <laughs> okay, and over to Veronica. I'm assuming because the Philippines is the highest concentration of Christians in Asia, yeah. I'm going to assume that you were um, part of a very Christmas-heavy tradition. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, any occasion to excuse to come together and eat, like, a ridiculous amount of food, that's what we did. So always there's that one aunt of the family who, if she doesn't do it, no one else does it. So she moved to California years ago, and that's what happened. So Christmas <laughs> doesn't happen. But when oh. we were kids, it was like, you go down to the basement, and we all watch stuff. Tons of food upstairs. You bring it home in margarine tubs or, like, Ziploc bags. Mm. Or just foil. <laughs> and then the uncle's upstairs watching dirty movies in a in the guest bedroom. You know, usual stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> no? You don't got enough? <laughs> what movies? Just for research. <laughs> they were What's called the... they were called blue movies. I didn't know I... what that meant until ah. Oh. So yeah. what was their favorite Christmas porn? I I'll have a blue No, I don't know. I have no idea. It's like, oh, we stuff my stocking. <laughs> well, we played hide and seek, so if you went into that room it was like a big surprise. <laughs> I thought that's just weird. It's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of like dudes watching porn together. Like I just think that's weird. At it's a like, family hey, Christmas? I wanna see what your face looks like when you have an erection. Like that's <laughs> And I remember it was like the the old movie projectors too because oh, wow um, so yeah. like, so basically like for you Chris like for your uncles Christmas was like a stag party from the set <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah and I mean I, remember, I guess stags are technically Christmassy yeah I remember distinctly <laughs> like you would walk into the living room and then it'd be like where are all the the men like it was weird <laughs> just watching porn the way men do. <laughs> right no not your christmas at all not the same no. experience no no <laughs> weird <laughs> weird is correct how about you Vaughn? um so for me so i i do want to shout out our first comment of the week from facebook um um from uh from uh elia who says uh semangat i don't know i maybe that's um <laughs> A certain language, maybe it might be Lao or Thai, and I'm not reading it correctly, so it might be saying happy birthday, I mean, happy uh, Merry Christmas or something. But uh, anyhow, uh, Elia, thanks for tuning in, and I will Google the translation um, (laughs) after this show. Um, So for me, for Christmas, it was interesting because, so um, like a lot of different uh, Asian immigrants, I wasn't born in Canada, I was born in Thailand. So we had a sponsor family, and our sponsor family was Christian. So this is a very common story. So they forced us to go to, like, Christian church for, like, oh, my God, forever I had to go to that goddamn Christian church. So I have, like, this, like, 
odd relationship with the church and with religion and with Christmas, just being forced into it. Never mind being gay. So, like, I've been attacked by religious protesters most of my life anyway. So, I always did, like, this anti-Christmas. So, for Christmas, what I would do is I would do everything that was still open on Christmas because... I just feel, like, oppressed by the fact that Christian holidays are the only ones that are celebrated as, you know, people get days off and everything's freaking forced to close. Back then, even McDonald's closed. I think they finally corrected that shit. Um, So now you can get McDonald's on Christmas, but back then you couldn't even. So I was like, this is just tyranny. So anything that was open, I would do. Chinese food, baby. Yeah, so, so you're supporting the local Chinese food economy. Yeah, definitely. Chinese food definitely started off the day with dim sum. I still do this. We, I, I just had dim sum, you know, what was it, two days ago for, uh, for this year's Christmas. And then I would go to the movie theater because movie theaters are open. Yeah. yeah. Then I'd go to the Chinese mall, whatever that is. It would depend on the city I'm in. Obviously, in Toronto, it's, it's Pacific Mall. So I'd go to Pacific Mall, you know, buy some counterfeit goods, get an uh, iPhone case because why not? You're already there. You know, <laughs> fix a cracked screen. Um, and then, <laughs> and then uh, usually for dinner, the one, the one place open is, um, is Franz, Franz Diner for some odd mm. Reason, yeah. so then I would finish off with Franz Diner, and uh, I think Blog To actually has a really good list of you know shit that's open on Christmas. So if you want to like do an anti-Christmas, there's definitely people out there who support you. The only thing that pissed me off is when I started telling people um, that I did this, they were like, "Oh, and by people I mean white people." They would <laughs> they would come up to me and they'd be like, "Oh, anti-Christmas." Well, the only people that count. If <laughs> From centuries of history, they are the only people out there. Well, they had the nerve to tell me, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's called Jewish Christmas. And I was like, (laughs) how is a Chinese person, because my mom's Chinese, I was like, how is a Chinese person going to Chinatown to have Chinese food, Jewish Christmas? Like, if the Jewish people are coming to Chinatown, that should still be called Chinese Christmas. Like, I don't know what the hell. Like, I don't go to, like, somebody else's neighborhood, like, Italy, like, Little Italy, and eat spaghetti and call that, like, Thai noodle night. Like, what the hell, people? <laughs> to be fair, if you only did it one time a year and it was a special occasion... No. Yeah. No. Right? And it requires it's naming, like, I guess. Yeah. It's, like the, it's not like the Jewish people do that around the clock. Like, we do no, that No, no, you cannot clock. call it Jewish... Because, it'd be, because, like, obviously Jewish places are open on Christmas as well, so I could go, like, have a bagel, and I don't call that a Chinese bagel, because, yeah. like, that's ridiculous. You don't go into somebody's neighborhood and, like, claim it as your own. So all you bitches, y'all need to stop with the but Jewish you know, Christmas shit. White people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's They go into other ones that's called gentrification volume. Gentrification, there you go, yeah. And if that were the case, then I would have to rename my childhood Christmases as Porn Miss. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, gentrification, I realize, is just colonization with Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and like, uh, like pet, like coffee shops or whatever it is they have. Well, it's, you know, you know, it's funny is um, I'll I'll just tell the, the the story about Christmas, and it's actually one of the reasons why I'm with my boyfriend now because. 
This was one of the things that really came up early in our relationship. And, you know, his family and specifically his mom, they have like a big Christmas tree. They like doing Christmas things. And, you know, he never pressured me to go for their Christmas dinner or any of that. And one time I sort of, you know, I, I asked him why. Because in every other relationship I've had, um, it's been a big issue. Because I was like, no, I'm not spending Christmas with you because... Like, I don't want to celebrate Christmas. There's, like, a lot of drama from my, from my childhood about Christmas. And he said to me, he was like, he was like, well, the reason why I never asked you is because he was like, there's no reason to assume that my traditions are more important than your own. So why would I just assume that you should give up yours um, for Christmas? So, like, he never even brought it up. I even had to ask him, like, because I was wondering why he didn't bring it up. Because it's just always so much drama. So, anyway, that's uh, that's why I'm with him. Which is another way of staying, and people hate it when you say this, but I'm dating a white guy, yes, but not that kind of white guy. And every time you say <laughs> that, they always say, if you say that, then that is that type of white guy. But I think that, that, was, a, that was a good example. Yes, I am outing myself. Um <laughs> <laughs> as somebody who dates a white guy um so now transitioning away from our own personal experiences i just want to jump into more like in asia do they celebrate christmas and from what i understand you know um a lot of countries uh have adopted it more on the retail side because you know it's sort of it's sort of like um it's sort of like uh, what's it called? Uh, it's like it's like how Black Friday, which is part of American Thanksgiving, is now kind of resonated everywhere because retailers just want more reasons to bring people into their stores. So I think on the retail side, Christmas is pretty universal in most countries. In Asia, as we mentioned before, like the Philippines, super Christian. Love Jesus. They love their Jesus. I oh, I know I'm, yes. I'm I'm speaking for um for Filipinos here, which obviously Veronica um is Filipino, so she would do a better job of speaking for them. Um, so she can jump in more on that topic. Um, and also I, I think it is based so outside of like the retail stuff, which is universal. Um, the rest of it I think is more based on how Christian a um, a country is. And also, um, how much Western influence? So there are some countries that um, you know they'll they'll celebrate it, even if there's um, just because there's more Western influence. Even though they celebrate it more as like a secular holiday um, because it's just fun. And from what I understand, anyway, um, this is this is where uh, it was great having Jennifer on before because she actually lived in China for ten years. But from what I understand from my friends who lived in China um, is that Christmas you'll have it as like a private family kind of thing um, but it, it's not like a big deal it's more people are getting ready for the for the real big ones like Chinese New Year because it's it's not that far away from Christmas so it, it's more like that um, and you know another good example is is with uh, Japan, where like less than two percent of the people are Christian. They still celebrate Christmas, but just more as like a fun kind of holiday, not religious yeah. at all. Because they said less than two percent of them are like so, Valentine's or something. It's an excuse to you eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh. so I don't know if you guys knew this, but in China, and I don't know the answer to this. So maybe like if anybody's listening to this, they know the answer. Why? 
does Santa in China <laughs> almost always have a saxophone? Oh. Nobody oh, really knows, but I hope know. somebody listening to this has an answer because it makes no sense to me. I'm like, why a saxophone? Of all the instruments. Why really? saxophone? Weird. Yeah. He's always like he's often like anytime there's like a statue of Santa, he's always got a saxophone. I don't know why. I feel like I like that Santa better. Oh yeah, he's like a real jazzy Santa. Really jazzy, Santa yeah. Soul. <laughs> or maybe he's the Kenny G of Christmas. I don't know. <laughs> it just reminds me of when we have those like sultry Christmas songs, which I always find really weird. Trying to sexualize Santa Claus. Yeah, um, yeah. And Santa there's usually. That song? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there's, you know, you know, Mariah Carey wrote a couple uh, Hoochie Santa songs as well. So it's just very, <laughs> you know, it's, it's very on brand for Mariah. Um, we, we did get a message from uh, Joe Malaski, who uh, called me a potato queen, which I don't know what that means because the, I, white people aren't potatoes because potatoes well, are Irish. brown. Like, no, but they eat potatoes, they like eat Irish. Potatoes. It's like, honestly, like, that was the joke. It's like, how, yeah, like, how many yeah. potatoes does it take to kill an Irishman? It's like, none. Yeah, what? that's their rice. Yeah, oh. potatoes are rice. Okay, yeah. well, I've been, I've been... You're a potato queen, baby. <laughs> I've been told. I've been told, clearly. Um, just to clarify for those people listening on the show, I do not exclusively date white people. In fact, I try my best not to. Um, in my current relationship, it, it honestly took him, like, probably like three years to convince me that it was like a real relationship. I honestly spent the first year sabotaging it because I was like, I can't be dating a white guy. So <laughs> let's just calm down with the potato queen accusations. <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's, you know what? It's, you know, it's rice beans. This makes sense. It's just basically what are the carbs associated with the race that you're dating? Yes, yeah. <laughs> We're defined by our carbs. What are the starches? That's how we were dating. <laughs> Okay, but uh, but definitely thanks for sending in that comment, Joe Malaski. Um, so we are going to transition to our next hot topic, and the next hot topic is Luke Skywalker saves twenty twenty. Um, so it, it's it's so crazy because I had wanted to do this topic last week because I watched the Mandalorian. What we're talking about is this a Mandalorian spoiler. Is this at the end of the Mandalorian? It is. Okay, I don't want to hear about this. I'm oh, literally halfway through the season. Oh my god, Leonard, you oh, no! you, you cannot. It's literally, it's literally the the topic. I've shut the season. I've shut my ears. You just wave at me when you're done. Okay. 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 I will. It's we will wave once one. the topic is done. Um, okay. So. <laughs> The big reveal in the Mandalorian um, season finale, season two finale last week um, happened on the Friday and I wanted to talk about it on the show, <laughs> but I didn't want to spoil anybody, which is why He's we saved coding. it for this week, which is uh, funny that Leonard, oh my God, <laughs> Leonard has his uh, fingers over his ears for our listeners. Um, so it featured the return of Luke Skywalker and... Um, this whole, it was so crazy because, um, the reason why I wanted to bring up this topic is that it was like the perfect subversion of expectations, which is like, like basically it has negative connotations in the Star Wars universe now because of what happened, um, with, uh, the last Jedi quote unquote subverting expectations. But I think what I loved about this is 
you know, the the perfect way to subvert expectations is when people think, oh, this could happen, but they're like, no, there's no way they would do that. There's no way they would do that. There's no way. But then it happens, and you're either happy or sad, but then when you sit back and you think about it, you're like, actually, that makes sense. So what I didn't like about The Last Jedi was when you sat back and thought about it, you're like, okay, that's not subverting expectations. Just That's just losing narrative integrity. I could just do the opposite of what everybody thinks. Um, if it doesn't, his ears. <laughs> it, I'm trying really hard not to look at Leonard because it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's breaking my train of thought, but I, I think that, um, I think that, that this is a good example. I think also like the early seasons of Game of Thrones was a good example as well of, you know, even when you were shocked, when you sat back and thought about it, you're like, oh, that totally makes sense. And the last season of Game of Thrones, that was not true. Also, The Last Jedi, that was not true. So this is one of those cases where you're like, you know what? This actually does make a lot of sense. And um, and uh, <laughs> I'm trying to, to talk in ways that's not spoiling it too much for I know, for but it's like um, there's no way to talk about it without spoiling it for him. <laughs> um, oh, 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 okay, okay, Leonard. I'll, I'll move on to – we're going to stay on the topic, but I will move on from the main thing about what I'll talk about is um, the reaction videos – um, I won't talk about what they're reacting to, but one thing I'll say is the best thing about the Mandalorian um, finale is if you go and watch the reaction videos of people crying to this finale. Crying? Yeah, I've been watching hours of this shit, just hours wow. and hours of people crying. It has reunited the quote-unquote toxic it. fan base. Um, you know, I think it proved everybody wrong when they said that Star Wars fans were like misogynist, racist, and we couldn't take that women were in charge. But like, if anybody watches The Mandalorian, most of the kick-ass characters are female and nobody has any problems with it. So, you know what? I think it proved a lot. Um, I would usually open it up to the floor, but it looks like Leonard is going to have a heart attack. So Leonard, we're going to move on to our next Leonard's topic. Leonard's comment literally says, I have muted this entire portion of the podcast. Wave at me when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's fool him. <laughs> well, well, you know, since 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 he's muted, um, let's go to, to Veronica. Did, did you watch the episode? So, uh, you know, like I'm not, I didn't even know the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek. And I feel like that's going to get a lot of backlash. I'm sorry. Not everyone's a Star Wars or a Star Trek fan. But I will say that, of course, for me to bring back Luke Skywalker does bring back some childhood stuff. And, of course, the thing I got into was when they did an interview with Jon Favreau. And, of course, the thing that strikes me is they had to use technology to de-age him. And so I don't know what he looks like, but I don't know. Was it successful? Was it a successful de-aging? Because mm. I saw Mark Hamill now. He's a little bloated. and It wasn't right? It wasn't the best de-aging job, um, for sure. But it was one of those moments where people were so excited it didn't matter. Um, and, and in fact, somebody, somebody online just did like a deep fake with their home computer. And it actually uh-huh. looked better than like... The multi-million dollar um, version that Disney did, but uh, 
But uh, but okay, you know what? Let's 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 end this topic now because I feel like Leonard is about to have a heart attack. Um, so we'll we'll get into this more next week. Um, I, I just can't believe that a Star Trek that a Star Wars fan like Leonard has not seen the episode. What is happening in his life? Um, but uh, he had a birthday. <laughs> oh, I suppose, I suppose, but it's 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 Star Wars. Um, uh, okay, you can't read lips. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Um, but you know what? This proves that Leonard did not read the show notes um, in preparation for this show because we literally have all the topics listed there. So he has been found out. Um, but uh, okay. Uh, our next hot topic here, we're going to wave Leonard back. We're going to wave at him now. <laughs> oh, hello. I'm back now. <laughs> okay. We could Le- be fooling you. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard, Leonard is back. Uh, we we were just discussing how this whole situation has proven that you did not read the show notes in advance of the no, recording. No, no. I, saw, I saw what the topics were. I saw what the questions <laughs> were, but I did not click any links. Ah. Oh, okay. I see. Um, I see. Um, I was, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're just getting around anyway. Uh, great, great to have you back. It, honestly, <laughs> the look on your face—you look like you were about to have a meltdown as yeah, we jumped into that topic. <laughs> uh, but uh, we're because gonna... I waited so long. Because I waited for the whole season. I was like, I'm gonna binge this, and then I like, and then I had so much work piled on. And I was like, fuck, I don't have time. I, I'm like. <laughs> I was like episode five or something, and I was like, no! I just, I just don't know how a Star Wars fan can't have watched The Mandalorian, and it just blew up so big this week. Oh. I know, which is, honestly, that's why everybody was saying, this season slaps, and I was like, all right, I don't have time to watch oh. this, and I have so much work. But what, like, I'm going to find time during Christmas, and then something happened where, like, the work doubled, and I was like, oh, no! And then I was just like, and I had no time. So I was trying, I was trying, but I'm like, you know. Okay, so no one tell Leonard. Thank you. (laughs) Nobody, not on social media, nothing. Honestly, I have the, like, you can call me racial slurs. (laughs) (laughs) What? And I will put up with it. And I will, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying the level of violence that I will incur upon people is like very different. Like a racial slur, I'm like, all right, I don't like that. But like, if you spoil something for me, I will fucking murder you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. I actually um, got rid of a friend in elementary because they spoiled uh, Lord of the Flies. And because I literally, yeah, I literally told them, do not spoil this shit. And they told me who died. And I have not spoken to them to this day because obviously I hold grudges. So I totally understand that. That spoiled like literature. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) I think that was just an excuse, Fong. I'm going to just say it. (laughs) <laughs> hey, you know, you give you, you, you might be right. Um, so heading on. How dare on... you tell me about Piggy? What? <laughs> oh, how dare you tell me about Piggy? <laughs> um, so heading on to our next topic. This is a topic from Veronica, and it's about our dear old friend Kirk Cameron. Um, take take it away. So Kirk Cameron held a caroling protest, an anti-mask caroling protest in uh, Ventura, some mall in Ventura in California. And so he he did an interview on CNN and he actually said, oh, they underreported it. They said 100 people attended, but it was actually in the thousands. Anyways, Kirk Cameron, if I could go back in time, I could I would rip his picture off 
my bedroom wall, that tiger beat picture, because the guy's wacko. Like, I, <laughs> why is it when they had peaceful protests during all the stuff that happened during the summer uh, for Black Lives Matter, when they had peaceful protests, no one said anything about them. And on CNN, I don't remember who interviewed him, but he said, so nice that you were caroling for a protest. I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's weird. He's strange. Well, yeah, but of course he's anti-mask because how else will he show you that smile? Love you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But he got a lot of uh, he got a lot of flack from uh, Jeremy. Is it Jeremy Miller, the younger brother, oh, and Tracy right and Tracy Gold? Tracy. Yeah, yeah. Is Leonardo because... DiCaprio have anything to say about this? Oh no, he didn't. That's right. I, mean, I forgot he... he was on there. I know. Well. You know, he was probably the most famous person to come out of that show. Yeah. Well, I mean, his sister did stick up for him. Uh, she she did deny being at the caroling protest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can, she, oh, Candace. Candace Cameron. Um, yeah. But she did the whole thing where she was just, uh, she was, like, diverting the conversation to, like, how mean the online trolls are to her family. Yeah. Is that whole thing, you know, there was that meme about it, about, like, how, you know, People could be like dying, and then you're just, and then people police how like they express their anger because you have to be polite while somebody is stabbing you. Like, shut the hell up! Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, people are dying, and you're like, well, you need to be more polite about uh, how you protest because that's exactly how she, what she said in a, a tweet or something. She said, "Well, I think it, you are more heard if you're respectful." I'm like, your brother Kirk is out there in a mall parking lot. Having people sing without masks. Get it together. Yeah. Uh, I, I will. I'll throw this out as like, you know, trying to, to represent, quote unquote, both sides um, of, you know, where the um, where right wing media um, and people who support Kirk Cameron say is like, this is a double standard because, you know, when the Black Lives Matter stuff was happening, people, you know, kind of were all for it nobody was really upset you know all the reporters everybody's wearing masks but obviously that wasn't really totally true i will say like you know anybody who was out there yes more people wore masks than they're wearing with kirk cameron because obviously that's like an anti-mask thing but on tv they were really only showing people with masks like they didn't want to get into the narrative that maybe the black lives matter protests will cause some negative health effects because not everybody is wearing masks and some people who were wearing masks they were wearing like thin bandanas which we know now are like completely ineffective or very close to being ineffective um, because they're just so porous and i will say back then too we knew so little about covid that the overwhelming support for the protests I, I do think it does anger a lot of right wing people because it's like you know, you know there 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 was a media skew for sure. If you're on the street, there was I would say at least ten to twenty percent of people not wearing masks. But on the media, they didn't cover that at all, and they were all totally supportive. And I do think there is like a debate there of you know what, there's this whole thing of like peaceful protest and the right to peacefully protest. Um, whatever that law is, um, uh, to congregate, <laughs> whatever. I'm sure it's important. Some the amendment right of or something. Assembly. Yeah, there you go. Which 
Yeah. Um, but then, you know, but then there's actual health regulations that yes. are against the law of like, you know, where you can be fined and stuff. So it's like when those things sort of mash up, I think there is an interesting conversation. And I listen, I'm I'm certainly not for right wing people. I do think that it's better to acknowledge that they have a little bit of a point that the media was skewed. Um, in their imagery of the Black Lives Matter protests. Basically, if you just watch the media, you think everybody wore a mask. And every and that was not true of those of those Black Lives Matter protests. So it's just sort what? of like they want to be, you know. Now this is the other extreme, and I will say I'm trying to bring in that conservative voice. I'm not saying these are my views. I'm trying to bring it into debate so for people who are trying to hate on me right now just understand i'm not doing a false equivalency um long, we're good people on both sides <laughs> <laughs> all i know is that my teen dream heartthrob was ruined for me like i i'm oh. upset at my 12 year old self that i ever <laughs> had a crush on kirk Cameron. Well, this is what happens we this is you know we learn things about the world like we learn things about yeah. science we know yeah. you know what this is it's growing pains. I, <laughs> I know, and I didn't have the choice to cover my ears for that one. It's just, yeah, I'm just upset. I mean, Listen. yes, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I'm like, well, now that you know what the health regulations are, put on a damn mask. What are they? What are they really like? This caroling thing. What were they? So in the interview, they talk about, oh, Christmas isn't the same without singing. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Christmas is Christmas. Christmas is Christmas because it's Christmas, not because of singing. <laughs> well, I mean, somebody had to sing happy birthday to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why weren't, did they sing happy birthday? That'd be more appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, I'm disappointed in Kirk. You know, and, and also, also we know that singing and, and more relevant to comedians, but laughing, but singing and laughing are two of the most dangerous things you can do yeah. during COVID in a giant group. Because you're expelling um, yeah. or projectiling your uh, your disease to everybody, so you basically know, anything doing musical comedy now is worse than Hitler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think we're about to get a lot of craziness with you know we've been dealing with the anti-maskers, but obviously now there's a vaccine, so the ugly cousin of anti-maskers are about to take prominence with the anti-vaxxers who oh, yes. are about to take control of the narrative again. Um, I, 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 I can feel them rising with their excitement to be interviewed <laughs> on TV again. Um, I, oh. I, just, I just feel it. Here comes Jenny McCarthy. Jen- <laughs> Jenny McCarthy. But, but here's the thing. I understand. I understand where they're coming from, right? Like in this instance, because like a vaccine is supposed to take like five to ten years to develop, right? And this one came out in under a year. And it was like, it's a miracle, but it's also suspicious. Right, because yeah. like if I ordered a pizza from Pizza Pizza and it showed up at my door in three minutes, I'd be like, "It's a miracle," but I'm suspicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm still gonna eat that pizza, just like I'm still gonna take the vaccine, but like I'm not gonna be surprised if anything bad happens to me. Yeah. Well, by that time, we're about how many months in, so maybe we'll yeah. get a good batch. Yeah. Besides, and what's the worst thing that happened to me? Autism. Like I'm a comedian that can only help. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I, I I think that um, 
Um, I think that uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super I'm super distracted now because at one of the comedy care shows, I had somebody um, with autism come up to me after the show and say that they had a really good time and how they found out about it because they are part of like this comedy troupe who teaches people to deal with their autism through comedy. So that's like the first thing that came through my mind when uh, when. Uh, when uh, Leonard said that, and I was thinking, oh, I really hope that group is not listening to us right now because <laughs> they will unfollow me really quick. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, I do find that people dealing with different things or living through different things are actually the most happy when you actually take aim at what they're dealing with because people um, like people tend to um, to walk around it or not mention it. So actually, sometimes when you make fun of something so directly, um, it actually makes them feel more comfortable with you. And I know this because I'm just super inappropriate with people, and they still like me anyway. So uh, <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say it takes a certain level of likability. So um, yeah, if, if yeah, you're already unlikable. <laughs> Because now you've just said that laughing in public is not good. So you're basically making a case for miserable people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, too true. Too true. Um, so uh, th- thank you for that. Uh, thank you for that topic, Veronica. And hopefully your childhood can be saved a little bit. By Rob Lowe. <laughs> oh, Rob Lowe. My friend wrote uh, for the roast of Rob Lowe. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote all the stuff for Jewel, and Jewel has like a crush on him now. Oh, yeah. Like he has maintained himself very well. Speaking of. He's a good looking man. He is a good looking man. Yes. We are totally diverted from Kirk. Sorry, Kirk. You don't deserve it anymore. Rob Lowe still has my affections. Like Rob Lowe and Kirk Cameron are such different people. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) Just a little bit. Now you've got to peek into my. (laughs) (laughs) But now you've gotten a a peek into my childhood bedroom walls. (laughs) Hey, when we go low. (laughs) Oh my God. Do you know who was on my childhood wall? You'll never yeah. guess. A giant poster of Anna Kornikova. Oh. <laughs> of all that's things. Because you're a big tennis fan? <laughs> I am a big tennis fan, but also, you know what? She was kind of hot, so. Yeah. She you knows know. her way around balls. <laughs> yes, yeah. You know who was on my wall? Who? Shannon Doherty. Oh. Oh. And you know what's even funnier? So she was on my bedroom wall. Uh, right above my bed, and then I met Shannon Doherty. Oh, and I, for some reason, I told her <laughs> that, oh. that I had her poster on all above my bed. And then I like, and I did this thing where I was like, I looked at her like this to be like, oh yeah, that's that's about right. <laughs> and uh, and she was like, is it still there? And I was like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord, good lord. Well, that went better than it could have. Oh, it could have been real bad. Yeah. <laughs> like security was not called. Uh, that's a win. <laughs> okay. Unlike all my other with the cast of Dino 2 <laughs> Well, uh, moving on to our next topic. I'm not quite sure how to transition from uh, that topic to, you, know, you guys will see this next topic is quite the opposite. Although I guess some people might have posters of the Queen around. Um, oh, but, I know uh, people. For sure, at posters of the Queen around. <laughs> so our next topic comes to us from Leonard, and it is about a viral 
sensation video of the queen um, giving her annual Christmas address. Take it away, Leonard. Yeah, okay, so the queen every year gives, like, her annual, annual, <laughs> can't speak, uh, Christmas address, right? But then this year, uh, there was a network, I'm trying to remember which one it was. Uh, uh, Channel but, 4. Thank you, Channel 4. Uh, they basically put out, like, a deep-faked message from the queen, uh, and it was, like, clearly, you know, meant to be a joke. Uh, but the whole point of it was actually to be like, hey, you know, don't believe everything you see because deep fakes are going to become a thing mm-hmm. where, you know, like people are going to get fucked because like people are like, you know, especially now you look at how all the misinformation just gets out there like this. I think it was like Stephen Colbert is like a lie gets halfway around the world before like the truth yeah. has a chance to get its pants on. Uh, and it's like, yeah, it's uh, it's brutal. <laughs> so this was like kind of what they were trying to do they're trying to like um let us know like hey don't believe everything you see which i think is important mm-hmm. and i think it's nice that the queen was the uh you know was the person who, uh, <laughs> who did that. i was confused by it so i mean i was easily because i said i was like is this her but i don't know i just I know that it's easy to fool people because I have been playing on that Reface app ever since I downloaded it. It's like the best toy ever for me. At what point did you realize it wasn't her? When she got up on the table and started dancing? Was that the part? <laughs> no, I didn't see that version. I just saw a very shortened clip. No, you know what it was? Is that when I heard how stilted her voice was, that's the only time I clued in. I was like, maybe she's going to say something about Megan. I don't know how bitter she is. Well, that was a comedian. She said some <laughs> stuff about Andrew, which I thought was very funny. And then... Uh... Yeah, she had some she had some good lines in there. It was a comedian who did it. Uh, it and I've also a... been watching The Crown like nonstop. Also, like I was oh. like, my wife wants like loves The Crown, so we've been watching that. That's why I haven't finished The Mandalorian, FYI. Because oh. I'm a good husband. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my time is limited. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, it was good to like watch that and then like. But yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly, I think like if I had Photoshop, I could. And I, if I had Photoshop and went back like sixty years, I could ruin the world. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's funny. The future of deep faking is—it's just going to get better and better. Like, um, yeah. oh shit, I can't talk about it because it's from the the whole uh, the, the whole Star Wars thing. So okay. Oh. Um, but what, what I will I've say about deep faking. Um, what I will say about deep faking is like it's getting so good, and people at home are just doing a great job of it. I think honestly, the number one place and the number one place that drives a lot of technology is porn. Like, there's mm-hmm. the, once oh. they can deep fake, you know, young Robert Redford onto somebody, like, you know what? It's it's gonna be, and you know what? And then when you can deep fake like real life people, you know, oh then God. you could like really. Maybe it'll help stalkers get over it because then they won't have to have the real thing because they'll have video. I don't know. Or it could make their obsession worse. I don't yeah. know. This is this is all. I don't know what's going on. But being able to deep fake people onto porn, I I, I do think that's going to be the next thing. Either celebrities. The next thing. It already is the it, thing. Uh, yeah, I was happening say. right now. Uh, the the thing that like would be insane is like if they get like augmented reality and you can like deep fake like a celebrity's face onto a real human. What in <laughs> porn or in general? No, in, in real, real life. life. Have you heard about augmented reality? So, like, oh, instead yeah, of virtual yeah, yeah. reality, it's like you put, it's like Google Glass, but like mm. better. And you put it on, and then like it changes what you like. It incorporates things you see in the real world, but it can like superimpose things on top of that. So, 
you know, like when they get like deep fakes that are so good, like you put this on and it's like, oh, I'm, uh, you know, my wife is now a centaur. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I just try to think of something that seemed really unrealistic so I wouldn't get into trouble. But really. Shannon Doherty. Exactly, but upside down. And, uh, <laughs> but that, I think that's like the next thing. You know I mean, what? For the... me, that would be the best option ever is just oh, yeah. like a augmented reality partner just walking around here more poor oh, there i read this book it's called uh bombs burgers and something porn or something basically it's about like how military always uh for like pushes technology uh porn is always the first adopter of whatever wow. technology mm-hmm. there is and then fast food is really good at optimizing technology uh for mass production <laughs> mm. so Wow, that says a lot about humanity, doesn't it? Yeah, we like to kill, fuck, and eat. That's, wow. Yeah, no, I feel porn, sad all of a sudden. No, honestly, like, the history of the internet, porn is hugely, hugely influential. For yeah. sure. And in all the format wars, like, everything, like, VHS versus beta, why did VHS win? Because they adopted porn. Why did, uh, like, cause, yeah, Sony was why? beta, right? And Sony is, like, Japanese, so they were, like, we're not going to, like... We didn't want to. They didn't want to embrace pornography. What? So we, Japanese people love the tentacle porn shit. I know, but they're depressed <laughs> about it. They're like, now, why are now they're all going to get shy about real life porn. Come on, now, people. Wait, well, wait. That, everything is uh, pixelated for a reason. Oh, I suppose. And, and I tentacles suppose. and tentacles are there as a as a proxy for penises that they're not allowed to show. Uh, I don't know when. When you're showing animation of somebody getting raped by, like, eight tentacles, I don't, I don't know as a society that you can still say that you're, like, you know, coy about. Anyway, you know what? This is going down a different road for every day. Um, and we really, I don't know, tentacle porn and the Queen of England. Well, we just it's, it's sort of back to Asian stuff. <laughs> we found uh, a way. I, well, now somebody's going to do a mashup of Queen Elizabeth in tentacle porn. I can, oh. I can oh, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to jump into um, our final topic of the week. Oh, and we have G Money Man back. He was um, he was uh, on Periscope last week uh, talking to us. So uh, thanks for thanks for coming back, G Money Man. Hey, um, G Money Man. So, uh, so our final topic is actually a sad story um, of a successful Asian um, who is now dead, um, died on Christmas Day under fishy circumstances. So, um, Lin Chi, who who is a uh, a Netflix producer of this upcoming show called um, called The Three Body Three Problem. Body Problem. It's a great he, book, by the way. He was poisoned. By tea, um, via poison tea. Um, he's been in the hospital since December 17th, and then he died on Christmas. And he was allegedly poisoned by a colleague at a company he founded, Yuzu. Um, and it was like a fellow film executive. And okay, so they, there's so many layers to unpack this story because, first of all, the three body problem, there's already drama about this whole production because it's also being produced by David Benioff and DB Vice as part of their $300 million Netflix deal or whatever. Um, and so obviously everybody 
is anything they do is controversial right now because of the ending of Game of Thrones. But also the author of the novel, um, The Three-Body Problem, has come out um, in support of, like, the massacre of Uyghurs in China. So everybody's already a little bit like, yo, what's going on with this project? Are they really going to make this? Netflix had to, like, put out – they already had to put out, like – a clarification that the author's not involved. They've bought the rights. Um, although, like, they did mention that the author is going to get really rich. Well, he, his estate is going to get really rich off of this now um, since since his ass is dead. Um, Wait, the author, <laughs> not the author, the producer. The produ- yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I'm so mixing them up. Kill the produ- you can't kill the author, right? Yeah, the author yeah. shouldn't die. He should uh, get put into these concentration camps since he thinks they're such a good idea. That's so weird because if anybody has read the book, it's like I wouldn't think he would be for this stuff. He doesn't. It doesn't seem like that would be his stance. But anyways, yeah. go on. Look, I, I will say, and I always give this caveat because I did say this about a Chinese actress and her comments, and um, um, uh, she didn't. Uh, she, she was. Uh, her comments were more about um, were more about Hong Kong, and it got her in trouble. So one caveat I always say is when you have an entertainer living in China under communist rule and they support the position of the Chinese government, sometimes they're just doing that so they don't, like, disappear. So I will say, you know, with this author, if, if his literature is more open and stuff and is not about massacring <laughs> minorities, then, you know, he might be pressured into this. But one thing I wanted to say, I don't really know what else we can talk about, like, this actual thing because it's under investigation, the guys, whatever. But... The one topic I wanted to open it up to the floor is, um, has there been a time in your career um, where you've hated somebody so much that you thought they might want to poison you or that you might have wanted to poison them? Um, uh, hy- hypothetically, of course. Hypothetically. Um, and I'll, I'll open it up. Who, who have you hated the most that you just wanted to off yourself i would never resort to poison i would want them to see my face when they died oh well there you go um no i I don't think yeah i I mean my career has not been i haven't reached a point in my career where i think murder is required for success yeah (laughs) i'll 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 challenge that a little bit so Maybe not in comedy, but you did work as an environmental engineer and you did have to work with people who were not the kindest of the planet and you were very pro-planet. So was there not like just some evil rich ass person that you just thought, you know what, if he drank poison tea, it might not be the worst thing for the planet. I mean, of course, but I'd have to kill so many people for that to happen because like... I mean, there was a study that just came out. I said, like, the top 1% like, would have to cut their uh, emissions by 97%. <laughs> the carbon footprint for 97%. That's not going to happen. For climate change to actually get better. And I'm like, ah, we're fucked. So we're going to have to kill all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not by tea, though. Not by tea. That's, a, like, a, quite the overreaction to poison someone by tea, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I've hated a lot of people in, in jobs, but not to poison them. Mm. Googling them later and see how their life has not progressed gives me immense satisfaction. And that alone is enough for me. (laughs) But if they're successful, then you have to kill them. 
Well, I try and find something that's not that's negative, just to make me feel better. It's all about. How would that. you feel though? Clearly, not po poison is not your mo. Like, what would be your oh, methodology? No. Oh, like I've looked at people and even if like, I don't know, if I see a Facebook post and they had too much surgery on their face, I'm like, that's good enough for me. <laughs> oh my God, you're so I mean, nice. No, I wish the worst on my enemies. <laughs> I wish the worst and I'm happy when it happens to them. Like flat out. Like I no. I just, I don't care. I don't care. Like, so here, I'll give a specific example. Um, So... I would say there, there's there's two sets of people. One person in university um, was the co-president of the Rainbow Pride Mosaic, which was like the gay the gay club in a university of Manitoba. So this bitch gonna know who he is. We okay. <laughs> this drama was crazy. So he was like an old ass hoe. I was coming in with new ideas. We had an election, and. We tied. We literally tied down to the last vote. So then we had to, like, co-manage this gay group. It was so much drama. Um, he's the type of person who will veto things and then not do anything else. Like, it wasn't... So it was oh, more... It was Trump. He's Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, it was more about the control <laughs> than actually wanting to do something. Which wow. drove me nuts. I was like, okay, it's fine. If you don't like my idea, squash it, but replace it with something. Don't, like, there was something so petty, like, and obviously I'm being petty because I still remember this 20 years later, but, like, there was, uh, there was another organization. They wanted a representative from our organization um, to come help, like, the gay youth group downtown. And I was in the office, and I was like, okay, sure, I'll I'll come or whatever. And then... Um, he got wind of it. Um, he called them back, said, oh, he doesn't represent us. I'm the president and all this shit. And I was like, OK, oh. whatever. Um, so he totally blocked me. But then he didn't go or send anybody. So he's like one of those bitches who like just want control, but don't actually do anything. I was like, bitch, like just die. Just die. I <laughs> wish I had die. poison tea back then. Except for the only thing is you're so worthless that you're not worth me going to jail is the only reason I would not kill you. If somebody could tell me that I could get away with it, I would kill your <laughs> bitch ass. I would kill it. The only reason why I won't is because you're not worth my life in jail because the world deserves all my positivity. <laughs> you want to try? <laughs> Did you say all your positivity? <laughs> Do you want to try my method first? <laughs> but no, actually, but, I changed my mind. The, the message of like, oh, they fucked up their face with plastic surgery. Now I'm happy. Is that your message? Yeah, no, no. There actually is someone. I just remembered her. Yes. I don't. I, is I'm it not Meg Ryan? Is that how you got over your beef with Meg Ryan? <laughs> with, yeah, with Meg yeah, Ryan. Yeah, I, I need specifics now. Y'all are just being too nice. Everybody no, got no. got a hoe that they want to die. There is someone. I actually don't remember her name. And I remember I switched departments and she has had been in this department for, um, I don't know, for as long as, since she was a teenager. So the first thing I said when I started I, the first thing she said to me was, I heard so-and-so from your other department uh, is have her husband's cheating on her and they're getting a divorce. And I was like, this is the first thing you're freaking saying to me. <laughs> then the second thing she said to me was, why are all, all our Italian men not interested in us anymore and only interested in you Filipino women? <laughs> and I was like, not me, bitch. <laughs> 
Mm. Not me. I would call you out, but I don't remember your name. But <laughs> your hair always looked terrible. <laughs> I will tell you that. You're not a real blonde. Give it up. <laughs> there you go. Oh, and I, I'll also say another another person too. This was when I worked um, in in corporate Toronto, and the company I worked for just, you know, a lot of turnover. You know, like a lot of things were were happening at that time, and so it was. And I was like the the, the youngest the youngest um, the youngest um, um, executive on, on the team. So uh, when there's a lot of turnover um, in an industry that's getting amalgamated, um, people try and see who like the weak links are. And because I was the youngest executive, a lot of people were like just coming for me because they thought I was like a weak ass hoe. And I was like, I ain't no weak ass hoe, bitches. Um, and they found that out real quick. But then it was always. You know what? I'll just say this is a guy from New Zealand, and there's just something I think because I've been programmed by my whole life. I've been told that like New Zealand is, and like New Zealand and Australia are like the number one you know do not travel list for Asians because they're like so anti-Asian. Um, so every time I hear like an Aussie or or Kiwi accent, it just kind of sets me off anyway. So this guy, I don't know, I won't get into into it as deep as the other guy, but basically I'm saying I do not like New Zealand people. I don't want all of them to die, just this one. But um, yeah, there's <coughs> trust me, there have been people. I I'll say it this way: I very proudly wear my hatred. Like when people. People know me. I don't hate a lot of people, but if I hate you, you will know that I hate you. There is no secret about it because you know what I hate is pretending not to hate you. That takes so much. People say that like forgiveness will set your soul free and all this shit. F that shit. No. Forgiveness and pretending you don't want people to die just waste time and energy. Just letting out the hate so that they don't even bother to come near you is the Jedi way. Jedi or is it Sith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Maze Windu has chopped off a lot of bitches' heads, y'all. That's all I'm saying. If I had his purple lightsaber, I would chop off, forget T, I would ninja kick a hoe and then chop off his head. And that is our Christmas message. <laughs> yes, that's uh, you know a perfect sequel to the uh, to Queen Elizabeth's method message. Yeah. Um, okay, so that that um, a very odd topic brings us to the end of our um, episode. We will be back next week on. Um, We'll be back next week on our live stream again. I think it'll be January the 3rd, so we'll be in a brand new year. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Thank you to our panelists, Leonard and Veronica. uh, And uh, thank you to all our listeners. I'm your host, Vong Show, and that's what's up.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.